1: so excited to
4: up, but we are the possibilities for shifting, breaking,
1: clearing, the time. Something that you, not seeing a, in a into a place of health and prosperity. let a place of health and prosperity, we are at a place where we can no longer face away and play away the very deep, deep issues. So before we get into that, let's talk about where we are going to share this broadcast today. Share with your, share with your friends. Uh, share. And we have wrapped the end of this semester at front you, and January 14th, 2020, will be our spring semester. So you don't want to miss what's going on. You can't tell. I'm not sure if just sure. some of you will be able to tell us, especially to relate to the role of the things E Thank you. and when it is so okay. we and that is Thank <laughs> Thank you. Thank okay. you. Yeah. which was the come no de <laughs> junto. that this month there. We love being there. <laughs> we
4: can try anything
1: in we are you not being Okay, so the power is on here. We'll see what's on. So, start with the portal, You're recording. <laughs> go. Go. You go.
4: Excellent.
1: Receiver is you invited to the discussion, a discussion with Elizabeth Williams, which was a surprise invitation, actually, of a, a woman a prophet, who was Dr. Frank Smith when we were at a, home church, in a church in Kentucky. And then uh, Elizabeth was at an hour for One day she came through and then had to go on With you. And so that's how many of you up there one-day session with a the, the true general and person. I've been really talking first years. Very hard to be impressed by someone else, simply so because she's so oppressive. And I sat there thinking, wow, this is what The compliment with those prices to teaching us about teaching in corporate training. And we as her group got to see firsthand the level of respect that people have in her for telling street up. Well this is not Thank okay. you. And I'm just one night stand with And what do you I mm-hmm. la No. Yeah. Uh, it is it's really good. know Thank Thank okay. than <laughs> Thank you Bye. And then you're uh, deciding that you're just sort going of to pull your, your shortness?
2: We're not getting that training ourselves. I'm in my 60s, y'all. Let me just say it for real. I'm 66. Oh, God! I'm yes. oh, <laughs> a 66 year old leader. Years to become a good leader because I didn't have all the spiritual side of it, but I had the uh, secular side of it. And when I got the spiritual side, I went, Oh, I need to pray some more. I need to pray before I tell somebody else what to do. Is, yeah, so the leadership turned on me to say, Okay, I needed to, it turned to Make sure I'm leading by making sure I'm taking the time to pray, not a robo-kota, hallelujah, but I get on my knees and stay down there a while or lay on my face and cry out to God or do whatever I needed to do to come into that place where I was stronger in Him so that it could produce through the people that I was leading. So um, that's what it's been for me. It's been a good walk. I'm excited about it. I'm not through. As Dr. Price keeps training us, we keep going through more training. I don't think I'll ever quit training. I think that even Moses and all of those in the words, they continue to learn something and grow and get stronger. Uh, Dr. Price keeps training. She training. She gets into that word and starts learning more and more and more about what she needs to talk about. And then she brings it to us. That's training. She's getting top training from the Most High god But I, I appreciate that because it's teaching us something. Yeah. Well, she, she'll say, and she just recently said to me, that she was
0: studying and researching and uh, with the Lord, and she said, "I think I, I think I now understand this all." Oh, I'm like,
1: uh, "Oh, all of this that we learned, was you not quite understand it? <laughs> uh, you're still working it out. You we were still working it out here because I'm still trying to."
2: I'm in trouble.
0: I'm in so much trouble. I'm glad.
1: Look, this is I'm like. Okay, good. Glad I'm only 40 because then I have another 45, 50 years to hell, get it. I'm going to take it. i need to take it. But she taught us, and probably deal, we we'll probably remember from our leadership classes with Dr. Price, what she taught us, the leader versus the boss. Yes. It was a sad day in class, when most of us realized we were just bossing people around mm. and not actually reading. Mm. Mm. So I want to encourage you to look up the difference. Between bossing and
0: leading. And even like Prophet Adia said in her segment, are you just the,
1: just do it? And she said, it just do it because I said it? Are people just terrified of upsetting you and losing their job? Or are you leading them to a certain
0: destination? And even on the area of mentorship, Dr. Price always
1: taught us, you have to have a mentor who is already successful in where you want to go. That's who you want to mentor you, which is why even our mentorship at this stage of ministry is different than what we were saying 10 years ago. I was back at the first people that I was, you know,
0: coaching everything, and I just want to say, sorry.
1: Okay. <laughs> but it was still more than they do, but I'm looking back on my life and how much I've learned in 10 or 15 years. I'm like, what?
0: I mean, what I can say now
1: as a seasoned leader, like phase two seasoning. You know, there's so many more levels to go, it is completely different from what I would have said or did say before. Yeah. And that would be
0: with every phase and in every advancement, in every five or ten years, where you do your own self
1: assessing and say, okay, wow, I, I told you more well, of the leadership things that we did that Dr. Price had to tweak. <laughs> we'll say tweak. In us, <laughs> like, okay, here's a big picture. And we thought we were
0: seeing big pictures but we were 25 and your big picture at 25 is only that big compared to somebody many more seasons. So oh, that's so good. I, I wanted to just dump uh, on that because when it comes to one of the major differences between leading and bossing, bosses do not have to get involved with in what the team is doing. They only have to give direction, but a leader has to be with them. That's good. When, we, I was, uh, when we, watched the, we watched the Harriet Tubman movie and I researched her a lot in my school years. And one of the things that Harriet Tubman was defined by was her courage and her, ability, her willingness to go with them. So when she got herself free, she went back down to the self herself and let more people. And she continued to do that until her days of working with the abolitionists and the days of working with the underground railroad were fully completed. So she was known for, people don't realize, hearing some was known for, one of she was one of the first and only black women to lead her own brigade of soldiers. Um, when it was when we were, when they were peaking in wartime, she went on the boat herself, she's best known for the war on the boats where they crossed the river and they actually freed about 150 slaves that time so she was with them with those who she was free all the time and when you when you talked about a leader must have gone there must have already been there she was so skilled and qualified to do this because she had made the trek herself. She knew the way yes. she had memorized literally. the direction and knew how to get them from point A to point B. Um, I mean, just amazing about her life, but I just, I wanted to point that out because that, 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 boss, in order to be a boss, all you have to do is just give a direction. That's all. But to be a leader, you have to be able to lead the people through the direction that you give, Um, and that means being being willing literally to see them, it. Yes, and most people are not leaders for that reason alone, because of the unwillingness to actually do it with your people. Let's go.
3: Want to share that? Mental health
1: money, Wow.
3: wow. <laughs> so much is said, and a lot of it really goes back to how Dr. Price has been dealing with the soul of the leader. Yes. Some of this is about who you are, as Prophet Adia mentioned on your your segment, where you talk about the logic, your the interpretation of your logic which is really just dealing with your soul. How does your soul process things? How does it work things out? Uh, The topic I chose to look at this for what's trending is preacher burnout. Uh And many of you have seen the article with that young pastor who's taking a sabbatical. Everybody has this very controversial in terms of their thought on why, should he, couldn't, what the issue was, and how he should have dealt with it but it's more of an issue across the board than we think.
4: Yeah. Uh,
3: there are statistics out there, the few researchers have done a lot of statistics, and one of what we're finding, preachers are becoming in the line of attorneys and uh, doctors to suicide. Ooh. So the reality in many places, you have mega ministry booming up, preachers are coming alongside, they're needed at every service, every moment, every yeah. time, and you know, so no opportunity to really step, step on and rest and do some other things. So before we get into that, I want to look at the scriptures. if you go, you know, some of us are like, what do you need the rest for? You ain't doing nothing. It's church. God's got you the whole time. Let me tell you what Jesus did. Okay? <laughs> yes, come on. Matthew 14 22. Uh, this is uh, around the walking on water all of that. And it says straightway, Jesus con- constrained his disciples to get into the ship and go before unto the other side. While he sent the multitude away, 23 says, and when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into the mountain apart to pray. And when the evening had come, he was there alone. That's one. Luke 5 and 15 says, But as so much more, when there, there a thing abroad of him, a great multitude came together to hear, and to be healed by him of all the infirmities, 16. And he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. Now, him mirroring this to the apostles, the disciples, the apostles, however you want to frame it, is this in Mark 6, 30. He says, in the, in the feeding of the, uh, the 5,000, and the apostles gathered themselves together unto Jesus, told them all the things, both what they had done and what they had taught. 31, guess what he did? He looked over at them. He said, he said unto them, come ye apart yourselves apart into the desert and rest a while, for there were many, Coming yeah. and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat. Wow. Okay, Acts 6 and 1. It's mirrored again by the apostles. Uh, 6 1 through 4. And it says, In those days when the number of disciples were multiplied, there arose a murmuring of, among the Greek against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily administration. Then the 12 called the multitude of disciples unto them and said, Is no reason that we should leave the word of God and serve the table? And wherefore, brethren, look ye among yourselves, men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost, wisdom, who may, we may appoint over this business for, that we will give ourselves continually to prayer in the ministry of the word. Sometimes what we do to that chief leader is expect that at everything, that's right, every session, counseling session, at the hospital, when you get mad, baptizing your children, after church stops to counsel with you, I have known a leader that would stay up till three AM in the morning counting people after he administered. Yeah, sure. and mind you, he, his, he was taken out.
4: Yeah, okay?
3: Uh, so some of that is we don't understand the other act the other part of that. How much leaders do give out the expectation for them and there are churches who actually understand that. you are talking about your Presbyterian churches that build a sabbatical plan. Yes. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Whether where that leader goes out Get some time with the Lord to be educated, to rest, yeah. to refuel, and some of that rest is not always spiritual. It's about taking care of yourself. Yeah. How many of us don't sleep as well? We're not eating well, so I'm going to hit you on this one. to so try to go fast. right, if so-, so the other part we're not making a priority is when the burnout happens. There's no stopping it. Once it starts, it takes off. Because it's not like stress, it has its own way of manifesting in that vessel. And some of the things that begins to happen, exhaustion. Mm -hmm. They're affected, still drained, emotionally exhausted, unable to cope. Tired and down, don't have enough energy. Some of you might look at your leader, your lead pastor or your lead apostle, prophet, whoever, and say, man, they look really tired. I wonder what's going on. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the key inside the Holy Ghost to say this is around the time we need to really check on them. Physical symptoms include aches and bowel problems. The other one, alienation from other activities. They, they don't have time for anything else. Get their hair cut, nails done. Even spend time with family. We don't come against that. Family's not first there is that feeling that happens to those relationships. And the last one, reduce performance at work. Burnout will affect your performance at work. This is not just for the preachers, this is for everybody out there. And it usually happens not to lazy people, but the A personality. The one that does everything to the utmost. Can't stop. And visionary, we know how about amen. Visionary, They have the next one and the next one. Let's go, let's go. So what the motivation begins to to, to really slow down, and it's almost like they're walking in a numb state. Yeah. And physically, they're prone for heartache, they're prone for other physical issues. So what we're looking at is there are more ways to really deal with that. And some of the t- uh, tips on that is primarily take the sabbatical, mm-hmm. take some time off. And some pastors are saying, listen, I've been ministering people. We could do some of this on demand. As prophets here, we're taught you are a prophet, so you walk in that office in demand that you really don't have an in you, and your resources are tapped out. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Price is teaching on time to be healed. She said, when you're out there ministering, 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 giving, giving, and not going back to be healed with the Lord, you become this, this, this way that's just kind of going to talk to and fro and you're more susceptible to how the people want it. So if mm-hmm. you wonder, how come we were leaving by the people? i tell you what, and, and as a minister of Travel, you find out when
1: you're on the road really are and you'll feel it at home but home has your defenses it has your prayer team it has a lot but when you get out there it's just you or maybe a couple others or whatnot that's when you really see how strong your hedge will really get and even at this level of ministry myself and others I have there are times I want to go to the movies I'll just want to go do whatever and the Lord will say you need go home and I'm like I'm going home. <laughs> See, I have I, I come to the place. I don't want to find out why God said something the hard way. <laughs> I'm just going to do it. And just be happy with the fact that he gave me a heads up on something to just do. And have been doing that more and more to, in, in realizing, this little thing is going to chip at your head. And not even beat, you know, a chip, a chip is not a hole. Yeah. And so we're waiting to feel the boom the blow to the hedge, the blow to the mantle, to wake up and realize we're in trouble. But he said, but that's just a little that's a little chip, that's a little leaven. We can go scriptural. Uh, it's a little leaven, you know, a little leaven. And that's, nope, that's a little chip over here and this little thing is a chip over there and staying out, working on this or getting up early when sometimes I'm like, I just really need to get up early and do this. And he's like, you need to rest. And I'm like, I have a deadline. And he's like, but you're going to be down. You will be down and out when we need you. And, uh, or Dr. Price will say to me, you need to come home three days in a row and come home and get in the bed. You don't have to go to sleep. You can work on the bed. I'm like, oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Not how I roll. (laughs) And because uh, she can look and say, I mean, right now they're on an extended vacation because they worked through the last two, honestly. And on top of being the boxes at the top, They also have rollover time from previous ones where it's like if you don't get it now in a peaceful environment, just change the scenery, then we're
0: going to be in trouble. And and even though, like you said, I love how you differentiate it between
1: burnout and and the others of once we hit this point, you're in real trouble. Mm -hmm. And now we're talking about recovery measures and not preventative measures
3: we want to work towards that in, in confirming what uh, pastor just said. There we was talking about the pregnancy that the best maybe a few months ago. She said, okay, so the office closes at 5. Oh, yes, yeah, she did. I want you out the building That's by it. 7. That's it. Don't let you, don't be here till 10 o'clock. And so, you know, I some of us have that message. So because yeah. she begins to look at us. She'll say, oh, you need to go take a nap. Yes. Yeah. You need to go do this and that. So some of you who are experiencing burnout are experiencing things like cold that won't go away. Irritation with the people around you, loss of vision, loss of focus, and it just doesn't, it's not waning. It's not waning. Uh, a rest time doesn't push it out from you. So stressful often, if you go to something else, in you know, a hobby, or it, it really pulls that away. You can come back rejuvenated. Burnout does not do that for you. So health measures. I said I would share this. Y'all you know it's got a whole lot, lot of paper. But making exercise a priority. People don't realize how important it is to release those endorphins. To let that body charge up 10 minutes a day, yeah. three times a week, get it into 30 minutes, you're doing better. Minimize such thing as your sugar, your refined carbs. Pastors, leaders, uh, apostles, you eat out all the time after three, 11 o'clock, we're done with the service, we're going to go eat out. And you know, and I'm famous for the bread pudding and all that good stuff, but we really have to start watching that. How much sugar are you taking in? How much refined carbs? Refined carbs go what? White flour, yeah. You know, French fries, you, you name it. The pasta, the things you can grab and go real quick. Reduce the amount of calories you're taking in. Now, it's not so much you got to eat by 7 o'clock. Some of you do that, that's fine. But if you're going to eat throughout the day, you're late. Watch, you know, take your meals in small increments. Go for the greens. Go for the healthier. Omega fatty acids, perfect to boost your mood, your energy. It works with the brain cells. And, of course, needless to say avoid nicotine and alcohol. And I would say, when I say awards, you know, the, some of the articles say do it in moderation and then no. Not at all. Okay, not at all. Because, again, <laughs> it just speaks about a leader that is uh, used to get that little wine here and there. You, you pervert judgment. So reflecting, <laughs> okay, reflecting on your personal way. And uh, uh, Prophet Adina just mentioned that. A lot of leaders don't take the time out. You're so busy. You're going to and fro. You got this thing. Anointing is working. Oh, my business. The flow is big. You in it. Praise the Lord. But you haven't taken time to check on yourself the last six months, yeah. the last six weeks. And you don't take the reflective time. Jesus mirrored that part that he would tell them he withdrew himself but he would tell pull away for a little bit because yeah. you were going and coming. And you're not giving yourself time to be cured, to even think, to get new visions, even know how to deal with the people you're leading. Mm-hmm. And that would be why someone can come back and just say, do what I say. No more direction because yeah. you don't have they it. Don't have it. Yeah. Irritated. So everything someone does, the paranoia hits leaders that are burnt out. Ooh. People are still doing what they you need them to do, but you're paranoid. So the devils come along, practice. we don't understand spiritually and the soul things that are taking place. Every devil is, is sitting and getting your seat. They're trying their best now to mirror you, to see what's going on, to impose thoughts on you, say people ain't following you, ain't nothing happens Everybody else is growing but you. They just got you looking at Facebook and all these other ministries that oh. are growing your name. But then you got the best word in town. It's going to do what it can to take you out. So if you allow burnout, you allow more room for the devil. Yeah. To have it seat you given him place because God, the Lord himself, cared enough about the rest, the refueling, and even your physical body, which we put a lot
2: out of. Good. So what you just said was that we need to rest. Even these leaders and all of the leaders that are in key positions really doing leadership yes. need to rest. Right. We need know, to take some time and still wait like Jesus said so, when he comes back yeah. and it's not intense and it doesn't yeah. make us look like we're weak. Yeah, Okay, I'm just saying that, <laughs> people say that. People say that when they get off the show, they're like, yeah, but, you know, we, we do God first. Mm-hmm. But that's doing God first too. Yes, yeah. it is.
1: Well, this is first. Okay, he's
2: first. He's first. But come
1: on now we are in earth and desert you know we are in clay and i will say too that taking downtime does not always have to be days and weeks mm-hmm. at a time because when you're at the top of anything it can be very challenging you have two three careers jobs businesses all that so sometimes it literally is one day mm-hmm. a half of a day or something where you're either doing something for fun something that is completely not related yeah. to what you're doing so it's not even about you need to go sleep although there was a lot in sleep that's very good but it's because Dr. Price will say you need to go goof off yeah. it just has some fun mm-hmm. leave your computer at the office I don't want to see you bring anything in house. hospital with our price and just go have fun, call somebody, go do something, go by yourself. whatever, I, you know, it doesn't matter, but you need to do that for the next couple of Fridays or something, whatever the day, because Friday might work for some people, Tuesday might be a better night, I mean, it doesn't matter, whatever your life works on, but, um, and even probably be you know, posted post-it on somebody else's post about something, day trips, like sometimes just taking a day trip, and just taking a day trip, and, dipping, you know, we're in Tulsa, so, Dallas, Oklahoma City, you can do all those kind of things in a day and come back and have fun and, and just chill out. Go see friends you have in a different place. We just met all these people in Dallas in this last thing. I, I know we'll be going back and forth to Dallas or whatever, and some of them coming here. But just say, hey, I just broke from routine because sometimes that burnout is you don't get a psychological break. We learned from Dr. Price years ago I don't counsel after I minister. She hardly talks to people after she ministers, depending on the depth of her ministry moment. Those times when she's going like way in on revelation, but she's slapping devils. Afterwards, she has to go back in her office. Cool, cool down because she's hot. Her anointing is a hot one, so she sweats. You said. She does so sad. Have a night. You see, Sunday she pray for people. She was pulling, I mean, anointing, sweat off of everything. Off, oh, on, people. Flying across. And then you have to go and just, said you have to close your spirit because you open it up to do all that ministry and then you have to allow God to close it safely that's the worst time to go to the movies that's the worst time to go out in a lot of social places because your spirit is open wide open even at our events we had to she had to I mean she didn't mandate it but strongly encouraged us as leaders because that's the we have our friends out in town and you just want to go with chill and you want to go and she said like, you have to be careful mm-hmm. because God has just cleaned you out he, you're still open you're you still soft spots in your soul and in your spirit mm-hmm. and those devils are waiting and they can you'll be the most vulnerable and they can jump in so she's like I'm not telling you you know you can't socialize or you can't go hang out but you really need to be careful what you take in especially after moments of deep ministry mm-hmm. Because it's is like having a major procedure done to your spirit and your
3: soul, and who you are. You have to really have a routine what you're going to do after that deliverance yes. time. So sometimes, That's true, I'm not going to talk to someone too long. There are things that I do afterwards to pull myself back in because physically it begins to take toll. And you literally feel that weight, yet all of a sudden everything just drains out of you. And you would say, "Oh, you're fiercely weak," and all those things. But God says there are all those times you have to stop pull away because you recognize what He's putting out in you. So being consistent with that, and also for leaders who are responsible for everything, delegate. Yes, yeah. uh, Dr. Price builds a leadership leadership base, but she uses us for different things, so she doesn't have to be everything everywhere. Yeah, aware what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, working yeah. through putting forth the vision, yeah. but learning to delegate, learning to talk through some psychological things that happen to you. Reaching out to one of us at ppmglobalresources.com. Uh, we have a, we 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 minister to a lot of leaders, and it does, you have a safe place. It doesn't have to be with someone in your congregation. We do encourage that you find a place that is not going to impact the rest of the people, especially those that you're leading, getting along, connecting with old friends that stand in the same direction you are with the Lord. You don't want to be around people who are negative or who are going to take you to some crazy place because you're open and they'll give you uh, directions that that are not of God. That's why some people came back to their church to do things that don't even fit. You've got your church going to rise. So really, Thinking about that, caring 2020, make it a time you care for this vessel that God can use because it's still a physical entity.
1: Well, and be honest about where you are. You have to, in our physical bodies, we, uh, you learn over the years, oh, I will say I'm coming down with something. Oh, I'm coming down with something. You wake up in the morning, there's that latent ache somewhere in your body, it's just your achy. or you sneeze, like, I sneeze a certain way, a doctor's like, go take, Every piece of vitamin sitting in the house, because yeah. that sneezes off, you know. And and so you have to be, <laughs> you know, the woman is right. The woman of God is right. And but if I listen to the preventative prescription of downtime, usually that doesn't happen hmm. because I've given my body a chance to rebuild before it just crashes. And so you have to be honest. Uh, you have to be aware, and then be honest. When you are compromised spiritually, speaking as leaders to leaders, when you uh, either
0: you're worn down physically, which means you're you're caught, you're vulnerable spiritually.
1: If you're fighting something in your body physically, then you are compromised. You can be your your defenses are down. All of your attention, like in your body, is going toward getting better, and so your defenses may not be up. If there's anything else happening, and so for myself over the years, I'm sure all of us at, um, at some level. Have had to say,
0: now is not a good time spiritually for me to engage in that.
1: Mm-hmm. And it could be a social thing. Mm-hmm. We, like for events, we pour out and pour out leading into what we host because we are the host. Mm-hmm. So it's hours, it's weeks, it's months. Um, and June, for sure, for all of us because we teach. And then it's the preparation it's the administration it's the hosting and then we're praying for people are carrying the event spiritually and then as, as the events get bigger they get heavier in the spirit we're carrying those things and it's heavy now we have more arms and legs than we ever did before praising I want to praise God for the come homers and the comebackers <laughs> but praise the Lord and so that's heavier and then we're ministering and we're ministering to more people who are carrying some real devils, real pain, real hurt, real sorrow, real brokenness. And you're pouring out and pouring out and laying people out, and laying them out. And then we're going to the restaurants and we're packing up and we're moving, moving, moving. And you don't realize if you are not shored up beforehand, you in the spirit. I think, <clears throat> I think that that is
0: so crucial. We've been talking about how important the downside is. I, I think it's important to, to round that out by saying one of the scriptures that you mentioned was that Jesus retreated to prayer. Mm-hmm. I've been going through a lot of the Gospels re- recently and noticed the same thing that when, when he needed a moment, he went into mm-hmm. connection with the Lord, with his Father in heaven. He understood that the, the moment that he needed was more of life to be given to him. I think as leaders, it can be very difficult for us to retreat into prayer because we pray at the job. Anything that you do at the job is like the last thing you want to do in downtime, right? So, you know, it's reading your scriptures, you know, it's something that you do in the job because you're a minister and you have to read to be able to proctor the word. Then reading your scriptures is like the last thing you want to do when it's time for downtime. Um, But I think it's so important that we are able to compartmentalize. And differentiate as leaders and recognize that there is going to prayer as your job and there is going to prayer as your life force. There's reading your scriptures as your job and there's reading your scriptures to give you life because he says my word is my word for spirit that gives you life. So it's so important I think that as leaders as part of our downtime that it has to become our connection with God. Like that has to become part of the list of your downtime. I know that's what God challenges me on. When I'm on vacation he's like hey what are you doing? Hi, I'm here. How am I to, to you? And it's just like, I'm like, oh, oh, but like, I'm on vacation. But <laughs> <You know? So, laughs> God, I'm, I'm away. You know, but whoa, 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 you're not away from me. Like, uh, you know, you don't. You don't make for me, right? <laughs> and God helping me understand you don't know, take a vacation from me because I, I am what is supposed to be giving you the strength that you need to keep going when you get back. It's so important because one of the things that the minister, the young minister mentioned, that I thought was actually heartbreaking, honestly, uh, because I think that he's telling the story of many ministers, especially yeah, yeah, he's yeah. courageous enough to verbalize it, yeah, but that he said, I'm, I am feel far from God, and that just can't be. When I, what I applauded him for was at least standing up and saying, I know that's wrong. Like, I cannot be leading you, and yeah. I'm far from God, I I feel far from God. And so uh, that, I think that that happens as ministers because we fail to personally connect with him because we're doing it at our job. But one of the things I want to read to you all is uh, Matthew 11:28. 28. It's so important because I think that this is a verse for leaders to, to cling to and to recognize that you must make your downtime running to him instead of running from him. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yeah. This is everything, okay? <laughs> no one's leaders, going to take yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> we have to recognize that, <laughs> right? <laughs> of, uh, but we have to click to that. We have to understand Matthew 11:28 that that is for us, for those who labor. Um, and that's just something that God has just been teaching me lately. He's like, wait a minute. He's like, but you can't run from me for your downtime. like, I need to be a part of that downtime with you. Because I want to pour back into you. I want to restore you. We have to recognize that God um, is as as invested in you as a leader as he is in the people that he's called you to. He does not care more about them than he does about you. He, he, He has enough to care about all of you and wants to restore you too and wants to spend time with you too. So all that empowerment that you just gave to your team and you're telling them that God is for them, that God is right for them. Listen, God is doing that with you. And he wants to give that to you. So I think it's so important that we don't distance ourselves from that as a minister and recognize that in that downtime, prayer need to be up there. That prayer is water, man. It's, giving, it's going to hydrate your soul. It's going to help you to get back up again and help you to face the people and to face the assignments again. So I wanted to mention
3: that. Well, that as leaders, we don't give up our personal depots I think sometimes yeah. we think we don't need it because we're yes, working yes. in it. That personal yeah. time with the Lord, and the fact that ultimately your heart desires yes. that water, that you want to go near Him, and that draws you. Mm-hmm. And there is that uh, sense of, you know, when spouses aren't together for a while, they recognize that. Mm-hmm. And God would have to be like that with Him mm-hmm. in our souls. I recognize when I've been away too long and I need to come back to that place. Yeah, it's good.
0: Crucial, guys. I think that's also a good gauge of knowing when you're headed toward burnout, when you only see this as the job. And it
1: doesn't give life back to you in doing the job. I I watched Dr. Price, and she works and works and works and gets so much from
0: the job. Now, this still doesn't mean she doesn't make great, because, of course, she does, but
1: it versus, boom, you know, like we're going to the salt line. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. And in the seasons where, you know, I have felt like this is the anvil around my neck and you can't get away from it is the times when you do have that you want that downtime expressly to check out and get away from it. Versus, okay, I just need to alleviate stress, not escape my life, you know. Yeah. Just just to refresh. Versus the other, and I think that's a good indicator of knowing when you are headed to a dangerous place. When actually the only reason you are in your word is because you have a job
0: to do. Mm-hmm. Or the only reason you talk to God is because you have a job to do. Because is He talking to you back? Because He's very particular about that. Very fussy. Like, okay, so we're just doing
1: this because you have to say something on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. You know, and this is how. So the gentleman who spoke up. I think he is speaking for a lot of people who don't have the courage to stand up and say it. Yes. I feel far from God. Yes. Because of being placed in leadership prematurely, I mean, okay, go back to what you said about leaders staying trained and staying ahead of people. Dr. Price has always taught us, you need to be at least two to three levels ahead of your people at all times. So we throw people into leadership and ministry who are not any further ahead than the congregations they are leading they're not any closer to God because we tell you, hey, you're close to God, I'm close to God. There's no difference. Mm-hmm. Even though Moses always had to go to the mountain to God. Yeah. But Jesus went up into the mountain to pray, okay? So they always, these leaders always separated themselves and elevated themselves to get closer to God. And we, we are putting people in ministry positions. I don't care if it's lead pastor, worship leader, worship leaders who aren't any higher in worship than the people they're leading. We're worship leaders, actually all three, agree, but worship leaders in our church, we have to stay two to three levels ahead in worship of our entire congregation at all times if we actually want to go somewhere and take them somewhere in worship beyond where they go in their own private prayer classes. Mm-hmm. That's required if you're going to actually lead in worship. Yeah. And we've been in, like we're am just using worship as an example, in worship services where, oh, that was nice. That worship leader was really good. Didn't go anywhere. Sounded good, musically on point. Oh Lord, so crying, you crying, you crying, whatever. But it just didn't ascend. And so we have leaders who cannot bring people up. They can't bring them to a place of ascension in Christ because they themselves are not there. And that's even what those times of refreshing are for. Like you said, going away, refreshing, but also for elevation. So you can go higher and go higher. When Dr. Price preaches and she lights it up more than she lights it up, when she's always lighting it up, and she'll say, can you tell I've been with God all weekend? And we're like, yeah, there's a little extra stuff. Woo-hoo, my, God, Jesus, okay. The worship leader just light it up all over the place. Bump it lit it up on Sunday in worship. Lit it up. And I was like, she came to the side. I was like, come on with it. Like, where did you go with God before today? I'm glad you brought us into that. That's what you want. Out of your leaders, what? Come on, was it not true Sunday it was on fire, and you're leading again this Sunday, preaching. No. And so, <laughs> yeah, video <laughs> Sunday. And so, <laughs> but that's what you need from your leader to be able to ascend and to take you to a higher place consistently every single time. Every time we get on the mic to do something, it better be to take people to where they cannot go without what God has put in us. Yeah. It's not about us, the person. But what he put in us, whatever the assignment is, whatever the mandate, and that's what she always looks for in promoting us. Yeah. Our consistent elevation, our consistent staying ahead, our consistent ones. I had one of these saints who had moved here and they were challenging me a couple times in the beginning. And I said, "Look, I'll tell you what, Dark Price told me he will never pass me in this mm. ever. So let's let's stop this because." This is the law of leadership. (laughs) The leader above you is supposed to stay, lead ahead of you. And so we have all these pastors who are realizing they're right. You don't have anything to give your people. We're supposed to have the double portion, one for the people and one for us. And when you're down to your own portion, you're in trouble. You are in trouble. And he did probably the smartest thing he could have done for himself, well, he probably would
3: end up being another suicidal statistic
1: mm-hmm. on some level uh, of he something. That, actually, he said that's what impacted him. Really? See, I, I, I saw but I didn't read yeah. the article or anything.
3: Yeah. So, again, we're bringing this about because many of you are not saying anything. Yeah. And you're thinking that, you know, you shouldn't be that weak. Because he said the example he has from his father is you don't turn down anything, you mm-hmm. keep going 24 7 availability. So, yeah. be aware
1: we're not those people here because this is a long journey this is a long assignment and it's very demanding of you nobody wants a doctor to operate on them who has been up for 24 48 hours and they have rules and laws about that no you need to go sleep you need to go do whatever we're switching you out we're bringing somebody else in because your judgment is about right you're so you all asleep it's in, in surgery like what are we doing there you're getting delirious your mind isn't right you're off and so sleep deprivation by itself is, is more powerful than a narcotic. Mm-hmm. That's right. The evidence you will test as being inebriated and high on drugs because you have not had sleep. Well,
0: and I hope that this conversation today uh, has also helped those who are part of teams where you have leaders, right? Because you may have thought that your leader's obligation was to you at all times, and that you may have uh, have been put off by a leader who didn't want to address your issue oh, at that ahead. time right and so you walked in the spirit of offense they didn't want to deal with me I walked them to church they didn't want to talk to me it's without, message. without being able or I messaged them at all hours ah, you understand that it. A message from, from, from those that were leading proudly by the way we love that people get a message of like midnight get a message and and there's an expectation that you were supposed to respond
1: you know, because I just saw it post on somebody else's social media. You know, that
0: knock that you make sometimes on that leader's door after a service thing after they pour, poor, pour it, in your expectation, they should see me now. Because I have this need now. And I think that this conversation is important not just for the leaders, but also for those who are under leaders. To recognize that you also as someone who's under a leader have to be working by the leads of the Holy Spirit too. And that there's a responsibility on you as well to know when is the most appropriate time for me to bring this to my leader. When is the most appropriate time for me to expect this from my leader? And understanding so that you don't walk with bruised from something that you caused by having bad discernment. It was just bad time and your leader loves you. And I feel like that needs to be said to somebody out there that's listening, your leader loves you, your leader's fighting for you, your leader's warring for you, you came to them at a bad time, Mm -hmm. and they're allowed to have those moments where it just was not a good moment for you to address them about that particular demand or concern. Patience is a virtue, and you will benefit from patience, too. You know, I was just a rereading. I think it is You see, there James or Hebrews where it says that you should not grieve the person that's leaving you because they have to take account of your soul, and it would not be advantageous for you to grieve them. So there's a responsibility of the follower as much as there is on the leader's side. Followers, too.
1: Oh, that's good because you want a leader who has enough integrity to say, now is not a good time. Yeah. And when you have a, an emergency and you call the doctor's office and they're closed, what do they say? Our office hours are closing because they have a six-month waiting period. But if this is an emergency, call 911. <laughs> There's a place that is open for you. Okay, so Rachel probably already has uh, floating around up there on the screen the giving information, how you can get, look, yeah. the doctor called a us Let's, let's okay? She's on vacation. I want her to get that cash app notification. Bing, 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 bing. (laughs) Merry Christmas. God bless you. Thank you, Dr. Price, for everything you're doing. So come on, let's do it. I think I might send a piece of cash app blessing myself. And she'll call me and say, what did you guys say on the show? People are sending all this money. Send it. Bless her through PayPal or cash app. Look, drop a check in the mail. If you want to send a cashier's check and uh, go online and get our mailing address, you can do that. But let's financially bless this woman of God. That is Bible, that is Scripture. We have received of the Spirit. We are going to give financially for what we have received and have been able, might I add, to have currency and an output. So, press, make this sacrifice. Add her to your Christmas list, okay? Add her to your Christmas list like everybody else, especially if you know this wisdom has brought your mind back, brought your life back. saved you. Join us Sunday morning at the Congregation of the Mighty, where God stands, 10 a.m. service, 8 a.m. Sunday school. Probably oh, the 8 a.m. Sunday school. She was on fire all day Sunday. But thank you for tuning in. God bless, and we'll see you.
2: that's ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. BTW void. we prohibited
4: by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.